doesn't get dr joy doesn't get you into the joy of the holidays i don't know what will i don't know what to do spike your eggnog fire up dr joy <laughs> we are we i feel like all of us dr joy are like uh it's like a nascar race and we're just trying to get to the finish line the engine's gonna blow the tires are gonna fall off we're gonna crash into the wall we're all exhausted and looking forward to the holidays I agree. We need a little holiday cheer or maybe just a moment to just stop and decompress and begin to feel like we want to enjoy because it just push, 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 push. Right. Yes. And <clears throat> you add every year to the stress of your personal holidays and bringing joy to people. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Great. How many years have you been doing? We're going to talk about what you do, but how many years have you been uh, bringing the joy to underprivileged kids with the toy drive? Well, this is our third annual Santa's workshop. It's, I didn't really believe that I would start out organizing a workshop uh, for toys. Wasn't what was in my long-term planning. However, uh, when you decide that you're going to provide an experience, an educational experience for the total child, sometimes things come along in the journey that aren't expected. However, they're very important. And I truly believe that this is one of those moments that we have lived into <clears throat> at Friends of South Florida Music. So tell me about... <clears throat> Um, I want to get into you and how this came about, but tell me exactly what we're doing. We are mm -hmm. bringing presents mm -hmm. to kids in certain schools. Mm -hmm. We are. The majority of the children that we serve are all in Title I boundary areas or Title I schools. To explain what that is. Well, it's very, very low income. Uh, a majority of our children are all receiving... USDA, uh, they're in the food uh, program in that they received breakfast, lunch, snacks, everything of nutritional value that they can have during the school day. That's what they're getting. And <clears throat> so you you teach, you have a private, um, I guess I'd call it a music school. We have a foundation. But, but before we get to the foundation, but you teach, so for example, you teach my daughter piano and a lot I of do. her friends piano. So mm -hmm. you do that. So how did you end up in interacting with, you know, underprivileged kids? That's a great question. I do teach in a program called South Florida Music that provides music to parents who are seeking educational opportunities who are informed. It's a fee-based program. So basically they have the opportunity and they have the resources to be able to pay for classes. And that is six months. It's by semester. But I mean, no, no, six months oh, old. Oh, from birth. From birth. To nine years of age. On. And mm -hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about that, but the idea mm -hmm. is, you know, you're, you're, we're going to get to your passion of, 
of why that's important. Mm -hmm. But the idea is exactly people are paying to have their children mm -hmm. exposed to music and movement. Right. Um, having we've we've been in it probably since two and a half years old, three years old. Um, and my daughter's eight now and and, and taking piano. Um, so the idea is you have that and then you took that program to. There's a whole other community that will never have this opportunity for various reasons. So I wanted to provide an opportunity through a nonprofit foundation where people could have the same experience and provide it for as many children as we possibly can through funding from private foundations, through private donors and through grant awards. And one has to run parallel with the other one because for me, that is extremely important or I don't believe that I am providing all that I can for the greater good and the next generation of children that are going to lead this world. I want to talk about that for a second. And we're going to, we're going to get back to kind of the nice things that are happening. But one of the things I wanted to talk about is it's been interesting for me when I was a kid, I have a love of music. I don't play, but I have a love of music. And I think one of the reasons I have a love of music is a home that valued music. My sister was a, went to college playing piano. Um, but more, I think as a young man, uh, I remember school, you know, having an art room and being in there and you could do painting, watercolor, oil, uh, sculpture, there'd be clay to play with. Um, same thing with the music. I remember, you know, as a kid going into this big room and it was full of instruments and you could touch them and play with them and be around it. And I don't see that in schools today. It seems like we've, it's almost like now to have the extra, I guess what you call extracurricular music, art, sports, that's all fee for play outside of school. Is my perception correct about how elementary education is interacting with music now? I believe that the requirement is, is that you're not, when you reach second grade, then in our current curriculum, you are receiving music education by a specialist, a trained music teacher. <clears throat> Up until that point, it is optional if dependent upon several variables. Uh, that is for the public school. In private schools, uh, I'm not sure. I think they probably try their best to provide earlier. In the schools that are private schools, privately owned, that we service, those children, they're just not the resources or that's not what would ever be able to be realized for them. And so you are accessing those schools and putting in a music curriculum? Was it a weekly curriculum? We provide a weekly music class. Currently, we have over 780 children, the most that we have ever had that we are providing music for. And that number is going to expand to over 840 in the beginning of 2022. And that's all funded by grants, grants, private, private donations, donations. Mm -hmm. and fundraisers. Fundraisers. I see you do fundraisers. Mm -hmm. We do. And this program, um, 
I know from being around you is this was an effort. You saw a need with these kids that some of these kids weren't getting Christmas presents. Right. Uh, when you look at a child and they are wearing a lot of hand-me-downs, which are fine, but when they come to school, um, perhaps with shoes that are not their size and clothes that are uh, very worn and they're at school from 7 a.m. until 6 p.m. in the evening. I think the majority of their parents are doing the best that they can, but times are difficult and they are struggling. You want to find ways that you can bring joy, no pun intended, but a smile to a child and allow them to have something that is new, something that is theirs. Um, I was questioned a few weeks ago, and I understand that toys are not going to save children. However, I believe that a new toy is very important for every child to have. I believe that a toy can bring a smile. I believe that a toy can start a conversation, a conversation with a parent, a conversation with the administration. The teachers know that we care about these children beyond the weekly music class. And when I go to take these toys to the school, I also take the, to the teachers and the administration something as a thank you to help them understand that we are grateful for their love and care day after day from 7 to 6 p.m. Tell me about, you know, it's interesting you say that about, I don't know who questioned you about that, but it is interesting because I, I remember I actually was happening to be traveling in Canada and a leading female corporate attorney, nationally renowned corporate attorney in Canada was leaving the law to start. I can't remember if she was doing fashion or, or a dessert business, but I remember the quote that was in the paper because they were questioning her, like, how do you go from being the leading business attorney, one of the leading business attorneys to doing, you know, X. And she said, well, of course, dessert and fashion are frivolous, but I wouldn't want to live in a world without either. And this idea of what you're saying a little bit about, you know, why do we do this? Like, you know, it's some people could say, you know, we need systematic to address these problems. Right. And it's just I find you very inspirational because you just you've seen a need. You've seen kids that may not be getting a single Christmas present and they're going to get a Christmas present. And I think, Dr. Joy, it fits in with kind of this thing that you bring of your passion for music education. You know, I've been a, I've been a benefit. My family has been a beneficiary of that with my daughter, right? Um, and I, and I, I'd like to talk about like what it is about. You know, we could. There's a lot of focus on STEM right now, right? Uh, science and math, and I know you have kind of academic, scientific theories about what music does to a young brain. Could you take a minute and talk to us about that? Sure. Long before the mother has the child, the baby is already hearing in utero. That's really astounding to think about. Uh, research says that that can happen 24 weeks in utero. So the mommy is actually the first concert hall. The auditory processing system is the key for all development. Uh, you 
always strive to keep the hearing and the processing ahead of visual and motor, everything else, because the eye is going to become very dominant as the child progresses in development. Because the ear is so strong, <clears throat> the connections that are made through that, through different medium, are critical to the child's development. The brain is the fastest time of brain development is birth to one. And the second most rapid period of development is one to three. The next is three to five and then five to nine, at which point the plasticity in the brain happens. So when you hear people say earlier is better, <clears throat> it absolutely is better. And those connections that are made in the brain are life lasting. I have countless examples in my own personal life of at the end, I'll give you one, for example, um, my mother who played piano all of her life at the end of her life, when she was struggling with dementia and had no idea of who she was or who we were it, in the nursing home that she was at for a short, short period of time, <clears throat> she, they wheeled her up to the piano at the end of a meal when the workers were trying to clean the tables and put away the food because food fights would erupt because the mental capacity of these people had got reverted back to toddler, which is what happens in life from where we come is where we go. And so they would put her at the piano. And while she could not remember anybody's name, she could play the songs that she had played all of her life. And the people in the, in the hall with her would start singing and they would stop throwing food. Even when she was very ill and we were in the hospital with her, one of her favorite songs was, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Even though I could not remember the words to those songs, she would yell at me, you know the words to this song, now sing it. And so I would take a hymnal with me to the hospital room so that I would sing because she remembered the words and knew very clearly when we were not, even though in her life at that point, connections that were very sad, she didn't know who we were or who my father was. And all she wanted to do was to go home. So what I really believe and have committed my life to is that earlier is better. So for these children in these schools, we want to start when they're babies and toddlers because I want to make them a lifer. <laughs> yep. I want to build connections that are going to remain with them so that they can, can tell these stories in when they're long ahead of me, where I'm going to be at that moment in time. But I want to give to them the same gift that I have been given in my life because I have watched the power of this over and over and over and it's priceless. So that's what I am spending. I'll advocate for that for the rest of my life. I love it. I can see you're getting emotional. And that's, it's awesome. Like all the hard work that you're putting into this and we, and we see it and we love you, Dr. Joy. And it's interesting because I was thinking about you on at the youth fair. Um, my daughter competed in the piano performance on behalf of the school, along with a lot of the other students. And I actually was thanking the judges after the contest. And I said, you know, I'm a huge sports fan. And when you talk to an NFL player, college player, mm -hmm. football player, 
they will their life consists of the following practice is not fun their life their weekly life is not fun running weightlifting eating uh training table stuff um and practice and it's very hard difficult life and then the game comes around and that's why they do it they get to perform they get to have fun they get to express themselves in this way that they've been training for and i think that that is you know i was thinking about with my daughter at that contest and i thank the judges for making that available because my daughter had fun at the contest i mean she was nervous don't get me wrong but the way they did mm -hmm. it and the play on that you know quarter of a million dollar steinway at the fiu and the beauty of it and everyone mm -hmm. dressed up and all the kids played so beautifully and like we had a really good experience you know it's like it's like a lot of you know i don't have to tell you you've seen it you know my daughter and it's it's she's getting yelled at go sit down at the piano no i don't want to i want to do this and like you fight to do that and i think that that's part of it and i think the other thing that i would tell people just to sell Dr. Joy for a second, if you have a kid that's interested in music is, I remember you start them on the xylophone. And I remember my daughter like struggling, not really enjoying the xylophone and getting upset. I can't do this and struggling. And we just, you know, you just do what you know and you've learned in life. And a lot of it is just fake it till you make it or like just do it, do it, you know, or pressing her to do it. And she showed up, you had the concert at Ransom Everglades and she was so nervous. And she went up there and when she got done playing the look on her face like i did it i did it mommy and papa right. i did it makes me want to cry and it was the first moment where i saw that thing of like um they're learning to believe in themselves they're learning to 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 kind of uh walk through that doubt does that make sense just mm -hmm. walk, have the self-confidence to be like i don't know how this is going to go and it was interesting talking about like the holiday season when that I don't know if you noticed you were sitting behind me, but my daughter was upset before she was getting very nervous and she called my wife down. And of course I was like, get up here. Like, I want to talk to you. And I said a prayer with her. We just said, we said a prayer and uh, it was interesting because she said to me afterwards, I said, did the prayer help? She's like, yeah, it helped. And like seeing everyone else there helped and having Dr. Joy there helped. And you know, she was going through like all of her resources, right? Her tools that allowed her to walk up on that stage, like a little, junior concert pianist you know, like I, I'm, I i would be nervous what i'm in a courtroom every day and i would be nervous walking up on that stage with all eyes on you and getting judged you know getting judged by these judges so um getting back to i want to talk about how, what people can do to help but this is not just dr joy you have enlisted everybody to get these presents wrap these presents tell me a little bit more about the process uh, I just was in your car helping you carry your keyboard and it's your, your, your Honda Odyssey is to the roof and presence. Tell me about the process. Mm -hmm. Tell me what's going on. Tell me how people can help. Well, this year we did things a little differently. Um, learn, you learn from the experiences. So I did some research and I purchased all of the toys because there's a certain criteria that we like to go from for example like we we bought some really nice books for the younger children so that they're sensory and they can have um a nice book they're just beautiful they're those. they're textured and then um i brought one for us to unwrap Great. unwrap yours yours is mine. i know Great. yours Let's is it. it's on the right this is the right toy for you david <laughs> 
So mine is a doodle pad. And look at this beautiful. What do you have? A beautiful red football. <laughs> look at that gorgeous. That's football. a great one for you. <laughs> um, this isn't everything, but I wanted to make sure that we had enough for every child to have the same toy in each of the rooms, girls and boys. And then we asked for donations. So we were able to get people to sponsor. So for example, yesterday we started our week day one and we started at Pine Villa Elementary down in Gould. And one of our friends of South Florida Music students, this is her third year. She joined me the first year, second year, third year. How old? She's ninth grade. She's ninth grade. So she started in sixth. She's an honor society student. She's getting um, a Girl Scout award for doing this. She's a Girl Scout too. This year she set up all of her social media she told her story. She collected donations and she wrapped everything. Got, I ordered everything. It got delivered to her house. She wrapped it. She packaged it. And now then she brought it to the school with her mother and her grandmother. And we delivered it yesterday. Wow. That was one. Then I went to another school. Um, my husband came with me and together we gave out the presents. Shout out to Bill. Yep. Bill Best was there. Husband he ever. played keyboard. Um, and if you've then, never heard Bill Galliford play the piano, come to at, the fish house on New Year's Eve for the before party. The, I love it from two to five. It'll the two to five in the afternoon. Mm -hmm, the before the jazz and jeans band will be there, and it's the before party. This is one of the few things that Michael Miller and I agree on. That's my that's our favorite restaurant there is the go. fish house. Um, so then tomorrow we have another. Elena Ferrer and her boys have organized the toys that will be delivered to a school in Florida City. And that is a, that is a parent that mm -hmm. is part of the music program. Mm -hmm. And they do it every year, right? They do. And then Rainy Calva and her Santa's elves have, they're going to do the one on Thursday. And then Beatrice Walcott and her team of elves are going to Promised Land Academy and Therapy with me on Thursday. So People have agreed to take a school because we have more schools this year than ever. And then my car is loaded with extra things because siblings are a part of these children's lives. And so I have never had a year of doing this where I haven't had something for anybody that's come up to my car. Wow. I love it. Yep. That's fantastic. Well, thank you for what you do. And, and it's interesting, like just reflecting on, uh, you know, on, on, what the holidays mean to all of us of family of doing this. So thank you for what we're doing for people who want to help out sure. to donate anything, um, uh, particularly money to help fund this mm -hmm. and to help fund your activities in, uh, these underprivileged schools where check out, tell us where we, they can follow you on social media. That would be awesome. We would love your support. Um, the friends, of SFM, S as in South, F as in Florida, M.org. You can go there and you can make a donation. Each toy is $15. If you'd like to sponsor a child, we still have some needs, so we would love your support. You could sponsor a weekly music class for a child. Uh, for the entire year, it's $144 for a one child to have music weekly. Um, very affordable. We would love to have the support. We are on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We have our own channel. 
You can go and see us live there. Friends of South Florida Music on YouTube. And did you know that by following and liking our pages and subscribing to YouTube, you help our grant scores? You, a lot of our funding comes from taxpayer dollars. And so you can say, I actually know where some of that money is going and it's supporting Friends of South Florida Music. That is awesome. It's interesting because um, it's growing every year. The need is almost endless. It um, is. But we're we're striving to increase uh, every year as we have been doing. We offer virtual and in-person classes, which is making it more accessible. The pandemic has really helped us to be able to, to do that, which is exciting. Uh, they stream other things in on the Promethea boards so they could have quality music education and the teachers are helping in the classroom and each child receives their own individual instrument kit. So they get jingles and shakers and scarves and sticks as a part of that. And we deliver that to the, to the schools and then we deliver the weekly music classes. Fantastic. Help out with that. Also, if you're looking for music instruction, definitely contact Dr. Joy. That to do that would be South Florida Music mm -hmm. has its a website. Mm -hmm. SouthFloridaMusic.org. Our summer, our semester begins in January. Sign your kids up. It's uh, it's been very rewarding. Um, is Disney on this year? Are you guys doing Disney trip? No, not because yet. they're not having anybody perform yet. Yeah, yeah. That's we. Uh, that is a, a highlight. And um, this year, no zoo lights. No, they've. They're doing some different things. Gotcha. And um, one thing that I would say to you, it's very interesting. We have a puppy. We have a, a nine, now it's a nine-month-old corgi. And, you know, when you talk to the dog trainers, they're like, the dog, the dog gets stressed out when it doesn't know the rules. And we're not a really rules-based family, so it's been tough. <laughs> the, dog is, the dog is acting out, and we're struggling with it. But it made me think of, you are problem. My daughter, my daughter does everything. My daughter sails. My daughter plays sports. My daughter dances, and you are her favorite teacher. And it's very interesting because you're very strict. And it's very interesting how you identify with her. She has, she dances at Dance House, which I got to say we love Dance House. We love Coach Rochelle, and I love how Coach Rochelle is. Coach Rochelle coaches those kids like I was taught. It's just like, you know, it's very strict. But you, you don't yell. I don't believe in yelling. And it's very interesting. I've learned from you because you don't yell. And my daughter reacts very strongly to your, like, what's the problem? Like, I've seen you with the kids. Like, like this sucks. You guys are not paying attention. But I don't say that. I guess you wouldn't use that word. <laughs> but you that, will like... say, like, this is not working. Like, <laughs> Let's talk about this. What's the problem? And I found it very interesting. And here you are with these five-year-olds. And when you say that to them, they can actually express what's going on, right? I'm hungry. I'm upset. I'm worried. Mm -hmm. I don't think I can do this. And it's, it's just, it's interesting seeing how you do. So I just, I want to encourage anyone who's looking for music education to really check it out. Hey, we got Grant Miller. Um, oh, uh <laughs> Grant. Oh my gosh. Where is he? He needs to come and sing. Is he coming? Grant! Grant doesn't want to come in his I Love High Leo. We're going to wrap up with a song. Where's Grant? <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. 
Espero año y felicidad. Everybody.